This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks coming your way. Leading up to Christmas, a lot of good stuff to get into today, including if you listen to the radio show on Saturday and our post-game show a couple days ago, a little tease, which we'll get to later. But, uh, Elliot, I want to start off, and we'll get to Carson Wentz. We'll get to Hertz. We'll get to Dallas. By the way, you might not know this. Dallas sucks. Just put that out there. There it is. But the week is here. The Dallas week is week here. Dallas sucks so hard. But I'm going to start off where I, I need to start off as an Eagles fan. And a fan, it is very rare um, that you get a player in your town that stays for their whole career, that uh, goes through what this guy went through, and is such a, a wonderful human being in your city for years and years and years and years. And you know that I've had interactions with him. I know you've been in the locker room and had interactions with him. We are starting this podcast off by giving a shout out to the one, the only, Mr. Brandon Graham. Mm. Finally, pro bowler Brandon Graham, we can say. Um, I'm really excited. Elliot, I don't care about the pro bowl. Like It is something that that in 99.99999% of the time literally is meaningless to me, I'm pretty psyched for Brandon Graham. Yeah, it's awesome. It is. I mean, look, we talked about it on a few pods ago, and I walked back from the initial take. But, you know, I think Brandon Graham is maybe the best defensive lineman in Eagles history. Like, I know Reggie White is. My brain knows that, and I'm aware of that. But I, like I said when we talked about it, I just think when you look at Brandon Graham's history with the team, the moments he's had, and just like kind of what he means to the city and the team, and I don't normally go there when it comes to players, but I think Brandon Graham is one of the few in the city right now where you can really say like what he means to the city and the team. And I think it's awesome that he made the Pro Bowl. He deserves it. He's been a Pro Bowl caliber player the last few years. So I was actually surprised this was his first one. Um, And yeah, look, I I hope he finishes with double-digit sacks. I I know that's very important to him. Uh, And I guess like, yeah, I mean, what I would remember is, I guess it was maybe, I don't remember what year it was exactly, but it was recently, I guess two years ago, when Brandon Graham thought he was gone. I just remember him like in the locker room saying goodbye to all the players, saying goodbye to the media members, like saying goodbye to the, you know, the people that hang the jerseys up in the locker. And you can really just see like how much he loved being here and how much everybody really enjoyed having him around. So the fact that he stuck around, he's made the Pro Bowl in, in a year of Eagles stories where there have not been a lot of feel good stories. This is certainly uh, maybe the best one. It's a great point. And obviously, we all know literally made the most important play in the history of the franchise, period, end of story. And again, to your point, like, he's just a great guy, Brandon Graham. And I know people have heard me tell the story before, but like, for me, I was working for the Eagles. I was, you know, nobody. I worked for Dave Spadaro. I would go around the locker room with a microphone and ask stupid questions like, what's your most prized possession and all this stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. And, 
And first of all, Brandon was always super cool to talk to me, but I didn't think this guy cared about me at all. Like, I didn't think he knew who I was. I was just a guy who would go around the locker room and, and you know, put a microphone in his face every once in a while. And he was always awesome to me, but, like, it wasn't much more than that. And then I'm not working for the Eagles anymore. I'm working at a radio station, a different radio station, a couple years later. And Brandon Graham comes in to do an interview and walks out of where he is with the host. Like, he's going in to start with those or whatever, walks out, sees me in the producer's surgery, walks out, busts into my producer's suit and goes, man, you're living your dream. I'm so happy for you. It is so amazing <laughs> to see you here, see you crushing it. He gave me a big hug. And it was just like, for me, like this, you know, new guy in this industry, relatively speaking, so not like it was such a meaningful moment for me that like he cared. And we've talked about it since and I've gotten to know him better and all that. But like Brandon Graham is a wonderful human being. And, and that's not always the case with the people we root for. He is someone to appreciate and to, to treasure having been here. Yeah. And look, he'll, we'll see if he's back next year. The, the finances of it are complicated with his cap hit, you know, what it would cost to cut him. Sorry, I'm like in major Carson Wentz cap mode. So I view Oh, I know. We're going right to get now. to that. Don't worry. Because yeah, Elliot I was view dropping like mostly some everything cap right bombs. now through numbers. <laughs> you were dropping some cap <laughs> but, bombs on the midday show today. So we're going to get to that. I was trying. On. I was trying. Strong. So, yeah, I, like I said, I kind of view everything through through numbers right now, so it's good to talk about it from, from a different respect. And, look, I, I really, really hope he plays his whole career with the Eagles. I do. Like, Brian Dawkins didn't do it. Reggie White didn't do it. It would be really awesome if, if Brandon, Graham did, Brandon Graham did. I think it would be really great for the franchise. Yeah, me too. And shout-out to Brandon, just an awesome guy, and, and it's nice to see him get, like you said, something he's deserved. Like, he has been worthy of being a pro bowler, and uh, it's nice that that finally happened. And, the, I mean, the other thing is, look, we both work at WIP now. Like, it wouldn't shock me if in 10 years he also worked at WIP. Oh, it wouldn't like, shock I me do if in five has... years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, he's got yeah, the Brandon Graham uh, show soon. already. You know, he's good at talking. He is someone who is uh, meaningful to people in this area, to, to fans of the team. I, I am so with you. Like, he would be on my short list of current yeah. Eagles who I think have a real chance to be – you know, a, a media person in this city, for sure. I could see him. I could see him being like the next Ike Reese. And I mean, that, that was, was what I was thinking in my head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. Um, and and I, I could absolutely see that happening, and and him becoming as as great as Ike someday, because Ike has really gotten to be an amazing radio host. All yeah. right, um, couple more pieces of news before we dive into some Carson Wentz talk. Um, Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> I don't even know how He's to back. talk about it seriously. Like. So they opened his 21-day window. He might play. He probably will get on the field. Uh, are you expecting a single thing from Deshaun Jackson? And better question, do you care? Do you even want him to play? Where you at? So much in the way that I think the team is going to make the playoffs and I thought they would beat the Saints, I thought they'd beat the Cardinals. Like, just my feeling around the team right now is things are just working out. And they honestly worked out for most of the game against the Cardinals. It was just that horrendous, you know, start that that was bad. So in that same vein, there's part of me that feels like Deshaun's going to come back and catch two touchdowns against the Cowboys. Like, there's just part of me that feels that the way that things are clicking with the team, it wouldn't surprise me. But the logical side of it is, no. I mean, Deshaun was not good this year before he got injured. He had one good game last year. I mean, he really has done very little for this team since he came back. That's just a reality. He had an exciting first week one, and that's it. Um, I think they'll play him. I mean, we've seen that with Alshon, that they're certainly going to play who they feel are the best players. Uh, I don't want him playing over Reger, even though you know our opinions on Reger have been pretty, pretty well-spoken on this pod. But I, I think he... If he doesn't play against Dallas, I think he plays against Washington. And I think he wants to come back for two reasons. Like, I guess three. One, he likes to play. But two, he's going to probably be a free agent this offseason. He needs to prove that he can be on a team next year. And I think Jalen Hurts being a quarterback excites him. You saw on Instagram he posted, you know, basically saying, like, to Jalen Hurts, let's go get it. Let's go run it up. He worked out with Jalen Hurts in Tampa Bay this offseason. So I think there's some an excitement level from from Deshaun about the idea of getting out there and playing with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm just like so. Over I know where it. you stand. I'm on this. so we, over it. I I I could, I do couldn't not... have gone from one player to another in terms of Graham and Deshaun oh, on like the James Seltzer opposite annoyance on, scale. So, yeah, what a perfect perfect thing to say. You're so right, Elliot. Look, I like I get it. He's still on the team if he's healthy enough to play. They're gonna put him out there. It doesn't really matter what I think. Um, I don't see how it's valuable. I would way, way, way rather see Quez Watkins get those snaps. I would rather see John Hightower, he's not even active, get those snaps. Like, this feels meaningless to me. It feels silly. It feels frivolous, like whatever. But 
look, I, I get it. it. They're going to do it. I don't think it really matters what I think or what I care about it. But I, I think it's I think it's silly. I think that we have moved on from Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Go find another team to play for next year. Good luck and and let's move. Well, on. I think he That's could be back next year. Just throwing that out there, Elliot. Shut your mouth. Wash your <laughs> mouth. That was soap, Elliot. Well, especially now that we think Howie's going to be back. Like you're telling me that if Deshaun agrees to redo his deal and like take the league minimum, that Howie won't be into that idea. Especially if he has a good few games Elliot, with Hurts. Like Elliot, Christmas Deshaun's is three next- days away. Are you trying to ruin Christmas for people, Elliot? What are you doing <laughs> Just- here? I'm just saying, I I would not bring back Deshaun. I wouldn't bring back Alshon. But if Deshaun's coming back and he plays well, I do not think the idea of Deshaun being back in 2021 should be ruled out. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray that you are that that there is no credence to these comments. Look, I I, I agree. I I wouldn't be shocked with anything how he does at this point. But I'm hoping that this year and the, how the Jason Peters thing played out and how this Alshon thing has all played out and all that is. You know, maybe, maybe convinced him to not bring guys like this back, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I think it all depends on money and all that type of stuff, like you said. But for me personally, like, again, they signed Deshaun Jackson two years, or they traded for him, you know, two years ago, and he's played what, like two games, three games as an Eagle? Like, yeah, I think maybe maybe a total of five or six. I mean, come on. And and some of those were halves. Exactly. Like, I think he's played three full games or whatever. It's like, Fuck that. Like, that's what, fuck that. Like, I'm done. I'm good. No more. I'm done. It's over. That's where I stand. Um, well, bad news, James. It's not over. Because, I mean, look, we're, we're recording this on I a know. Tuesday. My guest, Doug. I mean, Doug will talk on Wednesday. Deshaun's going to play. A, I know. I yeah, know. I think Elliot. there's a decent chance he plays. Yeah. I know. I know. And you know what's going to happen is Hurts is going to hit him deep a couple times these last games. And then how he's going to be like, oh, oh let's go. Hurts he, to here's Deshaun. Here's a question. If, yeah. De- if Deshaun is active. Is Quez Watkins inactive? Yeah, I will. I will riot. I will riot <laughs> again. Like I'm already mad enough about the Alshon Fulgham thing and how that's all played out. Even though Alshon did look good on Sunday, but again, like Quez Watkins, the only rookie receiver who like showed us some like burst. Where I'm like, oh my god, look at that guy move. Like, give me that guy. No, I will. I will yeah. be furious, Elliot. I will be actually like legitimately mad if Deshaun Jackson plays over Quez Watkins. That will make me mad. So I I know that. Uh... I know you don't want Deshaun to play, obviously. But here, here's well, what I would say. That idea. If what, yeah, if for whatever reason they can get to Week 17, where it's like winner take all against Washington, I mean Deshaun does kill his former teams. I could see like the the map is there for Deshaun to have a final good two games. I also think it's pretty funny that he's coming back now, as opposed to like that stretch where they played like Green Bay, Seattle, yeah, it's New not Orleans, shocking Arizona. at all. Oh, the last two games, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, and now cool. at Dallas, and then home versus Washington, just feels like a very nice Deshaun comeback uh, it schedule. It sure does, buddy. It sure does. All right, um, Wentz in a second. I want to talk about the contract stuff you said and all that, but one more piece of news. And you just mentioned Washington and that last game of the season, and some pretty significant news in Washington today is it turns out that uh, Dwayne Haskins, after the game on Sunday against the Seahawks, decided, ah, I'm going to go out and party. I'm going to go to strip club, not Unreal. wear a mask, get pictures taken of me. Um, I think uh, it is very likely that Dwayne Haskins will not be playing on Sunday, no matter what happens. I would be shocked if he is not fined or suspended by I mean, league. I feel like the league has to suspend him. He's going to get right? suspended. Yes, that, that's what I think will happen. Um, Alex Smith, day to day, a lot of people think he'll be back this week. It's still up in the air. If he's not, that really makes an interesting situation. Um, as look, I, you know, we all know that if if Washington loses to Carolina and the Eagles beat Dallas, the Eagles are playing for the division the last week of the season. So like right. against Washington, so it's a pretty big game. So uh, what are your thoughts on this Haskins thing and the situation for Washington? Well, first of all, it's just pretty wild that this like. You know, I wonder how many players are doing these things and just don't get caught, you know? But, like, the fact that there were pictures taken and they came out, I mean, just what are what are you doing? Like, from a from a perspective of just as a franchise, like, they have to be so furious with Dwayne Haskins. And, you know, it's a, also a good moment to maybe remember, like, the Eagles have not dealt with any of this stuff, right? So the Eagles have not had player pictures come out of players, like, out partying at strip clubs. So, you know, I guess credit to the Eagles in that regard. It also just makes me think, like, the fact that the Eagles are competing with Washington for the division title just speaks to like how bad this season is. Like I know Washington is better and Ron Rivera has certainly helped turn them around. They have a good defensive line. Like they're not the train wreck we thought. 
but they're still the Washington football team. And if the Eagles would have just not lost that 17 to nothing lead in week one, right? If they somehow win against the Bengals instead of tie, like there's so many things uh, you can about, point to. I think to. a more recent, more obvious example is if you had just played Jalen Hurts a couple weeks earlier. How about that? Yeah. That one, I mean, look, if you don't have the worst special teams game ever, right, That that's certainly one as well. So I, I just think that it's just crazy they're really competing with Washington like this. And But if Dwayne Haskins, and I'm assuming he won't be out there, honestly, if you're Washington, even if he's not suspended by the league, I wonder if even they are like, just no, like just sit him down. I understand that you need him, but honestly, like he wasn't even that good against Seattle, and he hasn't played that good this year. And their, their third string guy, you know, obviously would not probably be as good but i do i do would worry somewhat about him kind of coming in and shocking people like that feels like kind of a thing a thing that could happen but i think ultimately alex smith will play um he he probably maybe not would not have played otherwise though so i i think carolina is going to beat washington i do i i just think that's where this is heading uh i would i'm more confident that carolina will beat washington than i am the eagles will beat the cowboys that's funny and uh cuz we'll get to our picks uh we're actually recording later today, but it'll be out t- tomorrow, our picks. Um, and I am strongly leaning towards taking Washington, even in spite of it. I, I think Washington's going to win the game no matter what. I don't think that last week's going to matter. We'll see how it plays out. Mm. But I think they, if Alex Smith plays, I think they definitely beat Caroline. The Ron Rivera. Well, Washington's kind of falling Ron apart. Ron revenge know. game. Not, they almost beat Seattle. They had won like five out of six, and then they almost yeah, beat Seattle. Yeah, but their starting quarterback just was videotaped they in the strip club. They almost beat like, Seattle with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, Well, man. okay, all right. They they almost beat Seattle. They were getting dominated for most of that game. Like, that was a very, like, Eagles, Ravens, yeah, Eagles, Steelers. Like, I mean, I, look, let's put it this way. Washington's defense is easily the best thing in the NFCs. There's nothing close. Like, Washington's defense is the best unit in the division. So I like, would agree. So would that agree. alone, like, you know, they're, I mean, I, again, I think they beat Carolina. I think they win the division. That's where I'm at right now. We'll see what happens. But I think they beat Carolina. I think they're better. Well, the Carolina. game getting moved to 4 o'clock is, is interesting, too, because that means that I mean, there was a world where that 4 o'clock Eagles-Cowboys game could have meant nothing because if Washington wins, that they're in. So now at the very least, you know, the Eagles will be scoreboard watching during that game. So... Again, I think Washington is going to lose. So we'll see if the Eagles win. I'm not, like I said, as, as confident about that. But this just, again, it just feels like the things break the Eagles' way late in the year. I mean, uh, Richie and, and the camera asked me earlier, like, the vibe around the team. And in 2018, the vibe was like, all right, here we go. In 2019, that was the vibe. And I, I'm not in the locker room this year, so I don't get as good of a read. But I feel that same way, that the, the team's vibe is kind of like, we're not out, so let's go. And I just, I'll believe the Eagles are dead when I see it basically, at this point. And look, I think that's fair. I'm just, again, and I don't think it'll be of their own doing. I think I just think Washington's better than Carolina, and I think they're going to end up winning that game. But we will get more to that in our picks. We'll get more to Eagles-Dallas in a bit. Let's get to Carson Wentz as we've kind of gone through the news of the day type of thing. And um, it feels like to me, and obviously, you know, we've talked about Hurts a lot after the game. I think a lot of people know where we stand. We're both very excited about the kid's potential. Uh, we both think he has a chance to be special, like a true special NFL quarterback, and that's exciting. But uh, in the midst of this whole thing, too, there's been the downfall of Carson Wentz, obviously, and we've talked a lot about why and what happened and how it happened and all that. And obviously we've had many disagreements on this podcast about what type of yes. player Carson Wentz is and all that type of stuff. And um, obviously I've come a lot more around um, to where you were at, obviously, with, with what we've seen and whatnot. But with Wentz along the way, um, just kind of looking at the downfall, and I want to get into some of the fan reaction too, but um, on the Midday Show today, we talked about the Joe San Liquido article. And, you know, a guy whose house was vandalized, who had to, to lock his Twitter account. I mean, you know, um, Joe San Liquido, and, and, and I still will say the article itself, um, I, you know, I think there were flaws with the way he presented the information. But... It's hard to to not look back on that article now and find more truth in it and say, hey, you know, I think a lot of people, and obviously we said at the time the extremes that the people went to, but just people in general, I think, you know, gave Santa Liquido a bad rap off that article because, you know, a lot of the stuff we're hearing now, a lot of the stuff we're seeing now really jives with what he was saying back then, Elliot. Well, and that's the thing that it's always been – this is feels like it's always been the case with Carson where it's so emotional from people. And that's great, right? Like he's a starting quarterback for the most popular team in the city. I understand why there is emotion, 
But like when the Santa Santa Laquilo article came out, and I can almost not say his name because I'm so used to saying Santa Lagilio at this point. But Santa Laquilo, when the Santa Laquilo article came out, people were so mad at him. But like he, it was not an opinion article. He did not write like here's what I think of Carson. He wrote here's what I'm hearing from people inside the building, right? And it's proven to be, you know, correct. Like I don't have the article in front of me, so I don't want to say like word for word everything is correct, but he's clearly proven to have had good sources within the team that were correct. And honestly, he was proven correct like prior to this. Like Wentz's poor play is not why Santa Laquila was correct. He was correct because the things he was saying about how Wentz was used in that locker room were correct. And if you remember that offseason, you know, Wentz had to do a sit down with a limited number of reporters to kind of like do the damage control, right? And then, you know, you you there would be, be stories that offseason about how he's trying so much harder as a teammate. And Doug even honestly had said, like in reading through the through between the lines, basically like, yeah, Carson needs to do a better job. Like you know, reaching across the aisle, I think might have been the uh expression he used at one point. So Santa Lucula was right. And I, I just hate that with Carson, it always is so like personal. It's always like you hate Carson. Why do you hate Carson? Why does Joe San Aquilo hate Carson? Why does Joe Giglio hate Carson? Like, why does Joe DeCamera hate him? Nobody hates Carson. Nobody hates Carson. I have not as much interaction with Carson as I used to since I'm not in the NovaCare, but like, I've interacted with Carson for four years. I have no personal problem with Carson. I think Carson is a nice guy from what I know of him. As you kind of mentioned with Brandon Graham, like, we don't know these guys as much as you as much as you think you do. Like Graham's one because of how often you've interacted with him, you know him. But like nobody hates Carson. So I just think like when it comes to this whole Carson thing, if Jalen Hurts becomes the quarterback, it's because he's better, right? Jalen Hurts has played better than Carson this year. I'm not saying that because I hate Carson. And I just think that like the resurfacing of the Joe Santa Laquila article proves that when that story came out. Nobody wanted to just read it. They wanted to like view it as like a one-sided hit piece because he hated Carson. I mean, some guy took a blade to his door. Like, how crazy is that, right? Like, we're talking about sports and a quarterback here. So, I, I don't know. That was just all my thoughts from I, I was listening to the show today, but then also you you talking about it right there. Yeah, and I, I think you hit on first and foremost, like on a basic level. Yes, like that is fucking crazy. Like this is a writer. This is a guy who wrote right. a story about a, a football team and people are attacking his house. Like, that is batshit crazy. So, like, yes, that is, like, way over the top. But just in terms of, like, the people who reacted emotionally and, and reacted without wanting to hear it, I think you hit on a lot of stuff there, Elliot. I think you're right. I think it was emotional for a lot of people. And, and I think it's after what we saw in 2017, 2016, leading into 2017, it's hard to let go of that. Like, I know I've had an issue with that. And, I, I again, I think we all have to be willing to say, hey, I was wrong. Like, I was wrong. And I still believe in Carson Wentz, the player. And, you, and really, honestly, only wrong for now. Like, exactly. That's where again, I'm going. You know? like, like, <laughs> I think he's fixable. But I do think that we have to step back and be willing to admit that, like, clearly something's wrong, right? I mean, like, you don't go from being at what you were, and, and injuries are a part of it, but you don't go from being what you were even last season to what he is this year as the worst quarterback in football, whether, like, the worst of the 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 people who don't like Wentz or whatever. Like, no one was saying last year he's the 30th best quarterback in football. People would say, like, oh, he's 18th. I think you're too high on him. Right. He's like Kirk Cousins range or whatever. Like, he's the worst I, quarterback. Me, in and Joe, me and Joe Giglio said he was 12th. Exactly. And got, like... Exactly. <laughs> and he was the worst quarterback in football this year. So I do think that right. that is, like, we have to take that and look at it and say, all right, what caused it? Look at the factors and – what changed from last year to this year? And and obviously, like, you have to look at it and say, like, you know, I don't – and I've said this many times, but I just – I don't think he's built for this city. Like, I, that's where I'm at. Like, if if well, the, okay. if it, well, if the Jalen Hurts pick, like, submarined his career like this, where his whole confidence is just shot and done, like, it's hard to believe that he would have worked here. You know what I mean? In a long-term term way. Like, this is a tough city surviving. Like, we take pride in that. And, and on the flip side, like I've talked about, like it does look like a, a kid like Hertz is more built for it, who the tumult, what he's gone through in his life, the, the you know, experiences in Alabama, transferring to Oklahoma, like just as you've talked about so many times, being on such a massive big stage. I mean, if there are any fans that are as crazy as Eagles fans, it's freaking Alabama fans. <laughs> like they're maniacs right. about football. So I do think that from, from that perspective, from a, a – uh, being able to deal with this city perspective, I do think that that Hertz is more built for it than Wentz, and 
I, I, regardless, and, and I think that the, the bigger thing is, to your point, that I think that it's gotten really emotional. And, and there are people who are saying awful things and, you know, treating people poorly and all that type of stuff. And I, I look, I think it goes on both sides. Like, if you were right about Carson Wentz, if you're the people out there who are right about Wentz, like, you don't need to shit on Wentz in the process. Like, this doesn't have to right. be about, like, oh, Wentz is the worst, but I hate that guy, whatever. No, it's like, look, he's clearly going through something, too. Like, he clearly isn't, you know, is is having his own crisis of confidence and all that type of stuff. It's just a factual thing where, like, clearly Carson Wentz isn't working here anymore, and it looks like Jalen Hurts has a chance to work here. Like like you said, well, Elliot, it's as simple as that. Yeah, and, I mean, honestly, it's even sometimes as simple as, and I, I texted you this, uh, I think it was yesterday, like, Carson is going to be... 28 when training camp starts next year. Jalen Hurts is going to be 22. It's pretty like crazy. On a very, pretty crazy. Like on a basic level too. Like that's part of it as well. But let me touch touch on something you said because I think we might disagree a little bit on this. Um, and I want to like explore it. So I, I think that you know the idea that Carson's not made for this city or can't handle this city. I, I believe was your phrasing. Like I don't know if that's true either because. You know, he's a guy that has been the number one topic in Philadelphia for the last five years. Like, a lot of it good, some of it bad, like, you know, uh, the whole gamut. I mean, he's probably experienced Philly, like, more than most athletes have. Like, in my lifetime, like, McNabb, Iverson, like, I don't really think Phillies or Flyers get enough attention to truly experience that. But maybe, like, Ryan Howard, you know, uh, maybe Jimmy Rollins. But, like, there has there have been guys that have experienced, like, a roller coaster, but not many like Wentz when you consider the expectations he came in with, how high the high was, how low the low was, and even, like, the, the Super Bowl, like, how complicated that probably is for him, right? So I, I just think, like, it's one too many things now, you know? And I don't think that means he can't handle the city, but when you look at everything he's been through and for how long, and also just the media landscape is so different now, like... Granted, Carson's not on Twitter, like, reading his mentions and, like, checking Instagram and stuff, right? I mean, he he's off hunting. So, like, he he doesn't maybe experience it as much as maybe we think he does in terms of feeling how, how overwhelming it is. But he has put up with this city for a long time and honestly had no missteps until maybe this leaked report, right? When you consider Foles winning the Super Bowl, he didn't have one misquote, one quote that came out the wrong way, one thing that he didn't handle correctly. When the Jalen Hurts thing came out, there were no reports at the time that he wasn't happy about it. There were no reports that, you know, he might want out if it didn't work out. All of his quotes about it were very good. Now, from what I have seen, like, I do think the relationship between him and Jalen Hurts is icy, but I, I don't even know if I blame him for that oh, either. That, so, that's not his fault. Uh, who wouldn't be kind of icy to the kid brought in who's like the the threat to your career? I, I, I agree with you. That doesn't bother me. Right. So I, I, I just think like, I think it's one too many things. And that's, again, why I feel that the comparison between him and Aaron Rodgers, like forget the age, forget all that. Aaron Rodgers did not deal with Nick Foles. You know, it's like, it's honestly like somebody who gets cheated on for the first time probably reacts to it differently than somebody who's been cheated on twice. You know, like, so C Carson has now dealt with two backup situations. That's so different than dealing with one of them, especially when the first backup situation was like the worst possible backup situation you could ever deal with. So I do not believe Carson is mentally soft. I, I don't believe he can't handle the city. I just think there's too much history between him and this city now for it to work. But yeah, but that's the, part the, of it, right? I mean, that's part of it. Like, it all goes towards the same thing. And I, I understand your point. Yeah, but like, and, if you're in a bad relationship, does that uh, mean, no, I like, get you can it. Never... I get it. But, like, again, I, I think it's more than that. Like, first and foremost, your first point that you were making, I wholeheartedly agree with, and I don't want to imply anything else. I think Carson, from a public perspective, from everything he's said and done in the situations he's been in, has been all you could ask for from a quarterback. Like, he's... He has been perfect in terms of what he puts out there. Obviously, uh, until this season and the whole I got to just keep being me and all that, which I've had issues with, but yeah. that's a separate thing. Um, I agree with you. He's stood up. He's taken the, the the pounding when he needs to, all type of stuff. He may not have all the answers or the right answers, but I agree. He has been an upstanding citizen in Philadelphia, and I think that's incredibly important and commendable, and I would never criticize him for it. But, I mean, we have to look at, what has happened here, Elliot? And again, from last year to this year, again, he has fallen apart, like mentally, as a football player. Like, I'm not talking about toughness or salt. Like, that's not what yeah. I'm talking about. Like, that's that's where it goes into a, a direction where I think people 
you know, are taking cheap shots. I'm not talking about he's too soft for Philly. I'm just talking about he. I don't think he's made for Philly. Like, I don't think it's a good fit. Like, I think there are a lot of players who are good fits in certain situations, and maybe they're just not a good fit. But for I think a it was a good city. fit. I think it was a good fit until now, though. But, like but when no, he until came there to was Philly. until there was was stuff he had to deal with. Like, of course, it was fine when he well, first came. Huge everyone, stuff, though. Like huge, huge of, stuff. Of course, though. But again, like once you have to deal, like once you have hurdles, you have to leap over. If you can't leap over those hurdles, that's an issue, right? I mean, like that's right. But but like you're saying that Jalen Hurts is maybe more built for this city because yes. of his history, and yes. I, I think that there's some truth to that. I mean, but I guess of course, my it's point the kid is from North Dakota, like. Yeah, I mean, like I that does that. matter. This saying... is a big city that's super intense, and we are maniacs when it comes to to the Eagles. Yeah, and look, I, I think it's easier right now for Jalen Hurts to come across like he doesn't care because he's everyone loves him right now. You know, like it's a very yeah, easy. Yeah, but place. I mean, everything you hear about him, like this is him, like from everything you've heard, coach's son, like all this stuff where. You know, always even keel. When you're around him, he's that type of, like, this is the type of stuff that you hear about him. And it's the same stuff you heard about Foles, too, for what it's worth. And I think it's part of the reason the guys in the, gravi- the, the locker room gravitated to Foles in the way they did. Like, a calmness, right. a leadership, a, a, you know, an ability to, to bring everyone together. Like, and that's what I talk about when I talk about above the shoulder stuff. And I'm not saying Wentz can't do that stuff. But he clearly wasn't doing it well here. Like, facts. We have to look at the, the yeah, evidence we have. Any, I, I don't think, like... So, uh, so I, I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts uh, is not gonna be able to handle it. That's not what I'm saying. I do think Jalen Hurts has the mentality to be a franchise quarterback, right? Because of everything you said. But what what I'm saying is, like, I don't think any human being could like really get through Wentz, what Wentz has been through. Now that being said, I think Wentz's problem is he's just not a very good quarterback. So I don't think the mental thing is like yeah, what so that's killed where we him. Disagree. That's where, and that's our fundamental, obviously, of many of our arguments, but. A fundamental disagreement. I mean, for me, it's like, look, Wentz isn't, they're open guys. He's not even throwing it to them. He's like double hitching every time. He's like, uh, Ross Tucker had a great analogy on the midday show, basically saying like, and he used his own career as an example. He's like, when I first got to the NFL, he's like, I was just a maniac out there trying to hurt people. He's like, that's what I was doing. He's like, once I got a little older and, and I got cut twice. And he's like, and then I started to worry about my job. And then I started to think about my job getting taken. He's like, I was playing not to make mistakes. He's like, and I'll tell you what. I was a hell of a lot worse football player because I was out there focusing yeah. on not making mistakes than doing my job. I think that's where Carson Wentz is, and that's what he was using as an example. I think Carson Wentz is, he can't play right now because he overthinks every single decision he makes. He's overthinking everything. He's trying not to make mistakes and all that type of stuff, and that is part of this whole thing. That is a mental issue on the football field. Yeah, but he wasn't that good last year either. But he he was wasn't a lot this bad. But... It doesn't matter. No, again, we're, we can argue about last year. I think he was better than you thought he was regardless. He wasn't the 32nd worst player in the league, like, at his position. Right. Like, he wasn't the worst quarterback in football. Like, you have to admit that from last year to this year is a, whether you thought he was 12th or 15th or 18th last year, is a a, a monumental drop. Like, it is a precipitous I... drop from last year. It is right. so un... Un, like it's that's why we're doing this. That's why we're trying to figure out what the hell happened because it is so. I can't think of another guy who was at the level he was at last, just last year who was this bad. The next, I've never seen it. Right, and I, I guess my point is like I don't think he'll ever be a top ten quarterback again. So I just don't think he's good enough to do that. I do think he can get back to being like fourteenth, that type of thing, right? But I, and I'm not naive to the fact that the drafting of Jalen Hurts clearly like ex. ex I'm not gonna be able to expedited. say the word right. expedited his his uh his downfall right. But the, how is that but not an issue? Like it shouldn't. Well, like, it is an issue. But but it's an. But yeah, I don't know. It's a good point. I mean, I I do think that I guess you should be able to handle it. I just think that you can only ask people to handle so much. Like yeah. he, he's still human. It doesn't mean he's a soft human because no, he get, can't and, handle and no, like and blow saying, after blow and after I'm blow. I'm not saying like, he's a soft human. I'm saying that right now he is he has a mental issue with football. Like it has nothing to do with being soft. It has to do I with think the, the mental issue is with Philly. I, I guess, well I think it's sense. both. I think Philly because precip- of everything that's happened. I, I think Phil I, yeah I think Philly was the the instigator for that, but that's part of the reason I don't think he works here. Like, you know, and and again like Maybe if he had never gotten hurt, maybe if he keep playing at a great level, maybe he could have worked. I don't know. But, like, all I know is right now this guy ain't working here. Like, factually. Yep. Um, all well, right. I, I think he probably feels that, too, well, <laughs> which is why the report came yeah, out. Yeah, and I want to get to the report in a sec, um, and, and then we'll look to some, some Eagles-Cowboys stuff as well. Obviously not too much to preview, but we do want to give some thoughts on the game. Dallas sucks. 
But let me remind you. And that's the preview. Oh, yeah. yeah that's it. And we're done. Um, let me remind you, as I do every week, I don't know if you have not downloaded the Parks you know, Sportsbook app. I don't know what you're doing. Tomorrow, our Parks Pits pod, Parks Picks pod will be out. We'll go through every single game on the slate. One of us had a very good week last week. I won't say who. We'll just leave that out. One of there. us. One of us didn't. <laughs> you can bet on every single game on the slate again. We'll go through all the games tomorrow. Philadelphia currently a two-point favorite in Dallas. Not to to skip ahead to the end of the pod, but I feel pretty good about Philly. In that one, you can bet on player performances. You can bet on uh, live instant betting. You can bet on any sport. Basketball is back. You can bet on pro hoops, college hoops, all that type of stuff. And so many great deals for you. Uh, There is a free $50 sportsbook bet. No deposit required for a limited time. A free bet. And, of course, as always, if you sign up now, you can get a risk-free bet of up to $500 Yes, $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. So, again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. As always, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Elliot, let's get back to the Wentz report from Sunday, the leak report, because we talked a little bit about it on the post-game pod, but... Um, I was kind of surprised because we were on opposite sides of it. I was furious, <laughs> to say the least about it. I'm really, really bothered by the timing of the report. Uh, the content, obviously, I think we just all knew. Like, of course, you don't want to be back up. Like, we know that. You don't have to release it on a game day. But the way that all happened, especially after, you know, again, like, I feel the Eagles have failed Carson Wentz in a lot of ways. But, you know, you also, on the flip side, as you point out many times, they have tried to put players around him and failed. They gave him a ton of money that hasn't even kicked in yet. It just felt um, a little weak to me to have that report come out on game day and, and you know, whining and complaining the first time you're a backup. And, you know, the first sign of adversity that you have to deal with as a, for going from starter to backup, uh, you, you got to release a report saying you're unhappy. It's like, all right, man. Like, come on. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, the report didn't come out right away for what it's worth. I mean, he was benched you know, like a week and a half before, or I guess two weeks if you want to include when he was benched against the Packers. But, you know, let's assume it's coming from Wentz's camp. I mean, I guess there's like a small chance he got it, Schefter got it from somebody inside the Eagles, like who knows. But I would assume this is coming from Wentz's camp, and I would assume that it's a power play on their part. And I would assume that if if Carson knew obviously knew it was coming like my guess is it was not Carson's decision to play it this way I don't think Carson is like playing the media game I think this is someone in in his camp like saying all right if you want out of Philly because of the Jalen Hurts thing like this is how you do it right I mean he saw he saw Sam Bradford do it and granted Bradford only got traded because of the the injury but Bradford in 2016 asked for a trade remember and then he had to come back in and say yeah, of course I want to trade it. Like the future is clear here, going to be Wentz. So like Wentz has Wentz has seen this happen before. Um, my my thing is if if the Eagles are not going to, you know, worry, and I guess they have worried about Wentz's emotions quite a bit. But if the Eagles are going to put themselves first, I can't kill Wentz for putting himself first. Like if the Eagles are going to put themselves first by drafting Jalen Hurts and then putting Jalen Hurts in, I then can't call Carson Wentz selfish or soft or whatever you know word you want to use for it. For for having his his team leak this story because it's, it's the timing though again like if they but, leak the story the day the season ends I have zero problem with it I'm a hundred percent supportive of it I get it cool you want to get out of here power to you I think you'll be great somewhere potentially like but it's that you leak it on a game day when you're in a playoff do you think chase. it's as impactful though I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, but like, Wentz's team does. I'm but, saying but though, like I, obviously, like, Wentz's is it team as impactful? Does. Like ultimately, like what what game are we playing here? Right? Like the idea of like what what impact are we trying to have? He's trying. The only impact that matters is to the team, right? And to other teams around the league. Like, does this? Well, it matters how much coverage it gets. It's no, about no, no, creating no, no. a stir. It's but, about but like hold creating up, hold an up, issue. Hold up. No, but like, let me talk this out. My point is, is what does it do other than make fans mad? And make the people in the building have less leverage. Like, I, what, what does it do? What is this doing? What is this? How is this helping Carson Wentz? This report. Well, I, I think it's like with most trade requests, and the, obviously talking in Philly. You know, James Harden, what he's going through with the Rockets, right? Like, you saw the way but he he's can be traded that. now. Like, he can be traded right now. Like Carson Wentz can't be traded until March. Like he can't be fair. traded. I'm just that, like there's nowhere to I, go. 
Like, you're here. No matter what happens, you're on this team for the rest of the season. Like, what's the what's the play? Like, what's the upside here? That's what well, I don't but the get. Way, most times, the way players get out of a situation is by creating one. You know, like, by creating a situation that's, like, ugly, where, like, fans want them gone, where it's, like, bad with the team. Like, that's how players get out, right? You you see that. that, that, that that's how he the game is played. He doesn't need to do he's that. Like, he's gone no matter what. Like, to keep him he's here. Not is gone, it, no what, he's, he's not gone no matter what. I know he's not, but, like, the point is the Eagles are going to want him gone no matter what is a better way to phrase it. I like, guess. I mean, he we doesn't think have to that, convince but, like, them to get be, rid we, of him. Our read on that could be wrong. Sure. I guess, theoretically, it, it seems highly unlikely that Carson And And also, like, for what it's worth, if Carson thought that he's gone no matter what, then maybe he wouldn't leak this, right? So, like, maybe Carson feels... Like the Eagles are going to try to keep him, and he, now he's trying to get out. I don't know what the the whole like logic, and I don't know what Carson knows, but I, I do know that Carson helped himself to get out by leaking this. And I, he doesn't care about trade value. Like he doesn't care if the Eagles get a first or a seventh round pick for him. But by making this a situation, like I mean, look, you're on the radio every day. You talk to fans every day. Don't you feel like people are mad at Carson because of this? Yes. Absolutely. Right, well, that's, that's impactful for but, Carson. But is it that a good helps. thing? Like, is that helpful? Do, do you, it, how is well, it helpful? The he doesn't care. Because, but again, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think this I think this does nothing to help him. I think all it does is create animosity. And Again, it, it is hurting leverage. It is hurting the leverage of the team you want to trade you away. If you want to get traded so bad, like, you should be helping the Eagles with their leverage. Like, instead, you're creating a situation where you want out that that kills their leverage like i don't like it makes me say like they should just tell them screw you carson you're a backup like that's how i want to react to this like when i hear this report when i see this report and obviously it's not what's gonna happen it's not what's best for the team but i want to be like just sit on the bench dude just sit on the well bench that's what i said up. like i would just not dress him now i would dress nate sudfeld i don't think like there's anything productive of having carson wentz as, as the active backup i just don't like i i don't believe that so I, I agree with you on that. Like, I think it's better if they just like part ways and they just do it now, you know, like that's, that's, that's how I feel. I, I I don't think it benefits Jalen Hurts to have Carson Wentz on the sideline. And that's not even saying he's a bad teammate. I just, just like, I don't think it benefited Carson to have Jalen on the sideline. I just don't think it's a good situation. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you at this point. Like I, I probably wouldn't have agreed with that, you know, a week ago, but now I do. I, I agree. I don't think there's any upside to see him on the sideline and this and that and all that. And, whatever um and all the oh look at him he's helping hurts and all that it's like all right like it's just right like I, they barely have talked all I'm, year and, and now, now all of a sudden it's, like it's he such, pats him uh, off and then all the these back. people putting like, screenshots up being like oh but he's a, he's a jerk right and it's like guys like right. really is that what we're doing here we're going to take a screenshot from the game where carson knew he's on camera and knows what's going I mean, what well, are we doing here let, let me ask you this what do you think about the fact that there's not been a strong denial? I know Rob Motti uh, of the AP reported that, you know, Carson doesn't want out essentially or didn't tell anybody that he wanted out and he feels committed to the area. Like, I don't know, though. What do you think about the fact that there's been no, like, tweet saying it's wrong or, like, any, you know, leak to, like, the, you know, uh, like ESPN or something like that, right? Like, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about I the fact that, that it was has- Carson Wentz and it was this camp and they, they're not going to deny it because they did it? Like, what other right. is there to make from that, right? I agree. I'm just saying I think the fact it hasn't been denied is is interesting. interesting. It certainly is. It's notable. I just my whole take on the thing is like like, again, I I think do I think the Eagles could have done more for Carson Wentz? Yes. Did I hate the Jalen Pertz pick when it happened? Yes. Did I think it was the wrong thing to do when you sign this guy to a long term contract? Yes. But with where we're at now, like. Carson Wentz just had the worst year I've uh, among among the worst years we've seen an Eagles quarterback have who got to play the whole year. Like for, you, you don't get to last as many games as he did if you weren't Carson Wentz in that spot. If you're well, Pat Ryan, right. if you're Mike McMahon, like you don't get that many games. So do you think and this is a loaded question, but do you think that the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts knowing that Carson was on the downfall? I don't know. I admit- Or do you think this has just exploded in their face in a way that they could have never seen happening? Um, so I, I think it's more the latter than the it's former. It's a tough question. Yeah, I don't, and we can never know. I Look, I think, I think that there certainly has to be some level of Wentz insurance in the pick itself, but I don't think that they thought it would go this way, if that's what you're implying. Like, I don't think they thought there was any chance. I mean, look, look, Howie Roseman doesn't say that quote that you have pointed out many times where he's like, you know, look, no one's going to – Carson Wentz is never going to be worried about a rookie – whatever that quote is where it's like – where he right. literally looks like a, a out-and-out fool now whenever that quote is said. Like, you don't say it that def- – like, that definitively, that whatever. If there's even an inkling, 
of that you made the pick and that Carson's going to suck and this could end up happening. You know what I mean? I don't think you put yourself out there like that. Um, so I, I don't think they foresaw how this played out. I, I think they got lucky with Hurts. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I don't think they foresaw it playing out like this, but I do wonder if they made this pick. Like if Lurie and, uh, and Howie were together and were like, look, only me and you are going to know this, but we got to draft another quarterback. Like, I don't, I don't even think, like, Doug would know this. I think this would be, like, a Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, BFF convention and just be like, look, we have got to draft another quarterback. And I, I do think the further out we get from that, and I don't think they thought it would get this ugly, but I just even wonder if they even care that it's getting ugly with Carson. You know, like, if this was happening a year ago, I think this would be, like, a code red in the Eagles building. Like, our franchise guy, the guy that we painted, you know, across the bubble, right, is, is, is not – happy like that would be a big deal i wonder if they even care or if they're like good you know like you're mad perfect like this will be easier to trade you now i don't know it's an interesting hype like question to to wonder about i certainly think at this point you know it's like all right like let's move on i I think again like it is just so so clear to me that carson wentz will never take another snap in philadelphia provided it's not because of injury or whatever like I, it just is so clear to me that this guy will be gone like carson the carson wentz era is over in it's over. I, it's cooked. I I agree. I have a so I'm writing an article. This is I guess behind what's the expression you say like behind the scenes baseball or whatever. Yeah, uh, inside baseball. Inside baseball. There it is. So I'm writing an article uh, for this week, and it's like a real, real deep dive into the financial situation. And my whole point is basically saying they're not financially tied to him as you think. So I have a theory, and I want to want to ask you so you can tell me if you think it is. A good one, or if I'm just way overthinking this. So if they keep Carson Wentz, they have to cut a check next year for $25 million to him. Like, not money they've already spent, not dead cap money, like literal cash in a check that they have to give him. So I think that will factor into Jeffrey Lurie's decision, especially after he's lost all the revenue this year. I think the idea of paying Carson $25 million if you're not sold on him will suck. But do you think the fact that assuming Doug is not back. I think it's safe to say if Carson's back, Doug is not back. Do you agree with that? Yes, for sure. Okay. So if Carson's back, Doug is gone. They then have to fire Doug. His contract is guaranteed. Now he'll probably get offset language where his new team will, you know, offset that. But do you think the fact that you have to cut Carson 25 million, then you also have to go out, hire a new head coach, pay that new head coach money, like sign him to a long-term deal, sign a new coaching staff. Like there's a lot of, of money involved with sticking with Carson and not just with his, with his salary. Like a lot of just like money in terms of like coaches, firings, all that stuff. Do you think that factors into their decision about Carson versus Jalen? Look, I don't know. I I think it doesn't matter. Like, I think it's over. Like, I don't think there is a decision to be made. I think the decision. But you think they feel that way? I think the decision's been made. I think they feel like Carson has to go. I, I, I like, I don't think there's any other way to look at this. Like Carson Wentz has to go. I don't care what Andrew Brandt says. I don't care what any of these other people out there are being like, oh, 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 they can't trade him. Like, yeah, they can. And they will. They'll figure and that's it out. And that's how I feel. I feel, like, I, I feel I, incre- I think- incredibly confident. Carson Wentz will not be an Eagle next year. I feel so confident. If I could bet my life on it, I would. Uh, well, don't do that, buddy. Okay. You know. If I could bet my house on it, I would. All right. I'll definitely bet my house. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. The emotional stress it brings me. But... Uh, <laughs> I- <laughs> I, I just wonder, I think people, to and this is kind of what you're saying, but I think people overthink this and overanalyze it, which is ironic because I'm writing a deep dive into his contract. But to your point, I do think it's pretty simple. Like, Lurie will sit there and he'll go, yikes, this is ugly. All right, let's get out of it. And that'll be it. You know, like, I don't think it'll be, what about the $33 million dead cap hit? I think it'll be, yeah, this isn't working. It's like, sorry. Like, I, I think that's ultimately what it'll come down to. A hundred percent. Give us the headline, and, and people should read the article, but what's the headline from a cap perspective in moving on, like, in doing this piece? Like, if you, like, kind of sum up the Eagles getting rid of Carson Wentz cap-wise okay. for the listeners. All right, so I'll sum it up in like two and a half easy minutes. So the Eagles signed Carson to a four-year, $128 million extension. Everybody, all GoBird listeners, ignore the number $128 million. It is a fake number. It's not real. 
if someone has a conversation with you about this and they bring it up, you know that they don't know what they're talking about. So don't bring up the $128 million. The Eagles have paid Carson $56 million over the last two years to be their starting quarterback. That is part of the extension. That is the money they have paid Carson Wentz, $56 million. And honestly, that's not that much for two years of a starter. In 2019, he was worth it. In 2020, he wasn't. If they keep Carson beyond this year, for 2021, they have to pay him an additional $25 million and part of his 2022 salary becomes guaranteed. So keeping Carson this year, the money jumps from $56 million to around $96 million. So it's a huge financial t- commitment to Carson this offseason if they keep him. If they trade him, the dead cap hit is $33 million. If they keep him, it's $34 million. So they save around a $1 million. You could potentially cut him and extend it over two years. I don't think they'll do that. But overall, what it really comes down to is $33 million in dead cap hit if you keep him. If the salary cap stays at $175 million, which is what it's projected to be, then he's around 20% of the cap. If it comes in at $198 million, which is what Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk has reported he thinks it's going to be, then it's around 17%. But regardless, the big number is the money they have to pay Carson out of pocket. I think that's like the key when you're talking about a Carson Wentz contract and keeping him is, are they going to pay him more money? And I, I just, I don't think they're going to. Yeah, I I, on a, I think it's a perfect way to put it because like it boils it down to all the other, you know, there's so much when we talk about all this stuff and you know better than anyone because you're really good with this stuff. But for the average fan and all that stuff, like there's just so much to this cap stuff and to the gears and the dead cap and the, if they're traded, it's this. And if they're cussed, it's so hard to keep track of it all. But I think that's a perfect way to put it. They're not going to pay him any more money. Like give him yeah, more money. Why like, would they pay him more it's, money? It's a like, great point, Elliot. I think that's when, especially a, when you could pay Jalen Hurts like a million bucks next year. It's such you know? a great way to boil it down. All right. Um, let's look ahead. Uh, Dallas sucks. I just want to get it out there. Make sure it said, uh, what are your thoughts about this game? You, so we're kind of coming to this game differently. They're both the same time now, but I'm coming into it uh, a little, like I'm excited to see Jalen Hurts play now every opportunity I get. Like I'm so, again, we just spend so much time talking about Carson Wentz and all that. And I love that guy and all that, but like, I'm so excited about Jalen Hurts. And I said this on the post game show, but, um, for those again, who either missed it or need to hear it, like. Whether or not you are a Carson guy or whatever, like it's time to be in on Jalen Hurts because he is the Eagles quarterback. And and that's all that matters. And he has a chance to be special. I, I every day this week, since the game, the last two days, Monday and Tuesday of the week, like there have been at least like 15 times throughout the day where I stop and I just think I'm like, man, I'm so excited Jalen Hurts is here. I'm so excited about that guy. So I'm excited to watch him play. I'm a little less excited about the game than I was last week just because I don't feel as good about Washington losing. Um, but you do. Where do you come at coming into this game? How you feel about their chances against Dallas and, and kind of their playoff chances? Mm-hmm. Still alive. So what the reason I'm concerned about this game is because I think Dallas is playing a lot better. They Not only have they won two in a row, but they've scored 71 points over the last two weeks. And part of that is defensive. I mean, the Bengals, they just demolished them. But Andy Dalton is playing well. And I think you're getting the Andy Dalton that we kind of all thought, or at least I thought, that they would get initially, right? So that's a concern. And the Eagles' defense, I don't think, I think they'll do better than they did against the Cardinals. It seems like Darius Slay will be back. But I'm just concerned about the Eagles' defense versus the uh, Cowboys' offense. Now, the Cowboys' defense has you know, been bad, like 33 points to the Niners. They gave up seven to the Bengals, but the Bengals, despite what they showed on Monday night, when of course they somehow, you know, beat the Steelers to wreck my week even more at the parks picks. But like they gave up 34 points to the Ravens, 41 points to Washington, 28 to Minnesota, like teams score on them. So I think with the Eagles defense playing, uh, Eagles offense playing better, they will be able to put up points. I'm worried if this gets to a shootout that the Eagles might not win it though. But I'm going to pick the Eagles to win. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just more concerned about the Cowboys offense than I expect it to be. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Dallas has certainly played better now. To be fair, they've not beaten good teams. The Niners are are cooked. It feels like it feels like yeah. that's a team that is going to finish. You know, they're five and nine now. I think they lose. Well, the, out. the Minnesota win was, was good. I mean, that was a while ago, but solid win. But again, I look. I think. Um, Dallas, there was a time where I felt Dallas was the worst team in football. They're not. They're 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 fine. You know, I think they're 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 a team that will end up like six and ten or five and eleven, six and ten, and that's the type of team they are, and that's what they should be. 
Um, but the Eagles aren't that much better. So I'm with you. I think I think a two-point line is fair. I do you think it is notable that the Eagles are favored in Dallas? I think that is something, you know, that, that Vegas does feel the Eagles with Jalen Hurts are a better team than Dallas that definitively. And and look, I'm I'm at the point where I'm 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 just ready to ride with Hurts. I think I think the Eagles will win because they have a much better quarterback in this game. Like ultimately on so, a basic level, I think that and also a better coach. I think Doug Peterson is way better than Mike McCarthy, and I think that Jalen Hurts is way better than Andy Dalton. Like that's how I feel going into this game. Yeah, and look, that's convincing to me. I mean, I think they're going to win. So off of your Jalen Hurts excitement, I made a list this week of quarterbacks, like where I would put Jalen Hurts in terms of if I had to start my team with somebody, where he would be. Really quickly, do you mind if I go through the list no, and you no, can say yes it. or no? Okay. So I have Jalen Hurts. I had him come in at 11th. And my main reason is he's shown potential. He's 22. He's on a rookie deal. I think he fits what you want from a quarterback in today's NFL. Like he's a great passer. It can be dynamic with his legs. So those are my reasons on Jalen Hurts. And I'm guessing you agree with with most of them. Yes. Um, all right. Above so the here's who I had. Above the shoulders. Here's who I had. That's at, why I'm most excited. Yeah, but in above the shoulders. Yep. So here's who I have ahead of Jalen Hurts. And you tell me if you agree, disagree. Patrick Mahomes. Yes, of course. All right. And remember, this is taking into account age, contracts, This is future, starting like right this. now. You're starting a team. Yes. Exactly. All right. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Yes. I would definitely take Herbert over Hurts. Russell Wilson. Yes. Josh Allen. Yeah. I think you have to. I think I would too. Deshaun Watson. Yes. I would take Deshaun Watson. Dak Prescott. No. All right, I went back and forth on this one. I had him six. I'm not concerned about the ankle injury. I mean, the only downside for me is you is you have to pay him. And I actually think him and Jalen Hurts are like comparable, but there's just a longer track record with Prescott. So oh, no question. I, won't fight I, you I, on I it, get but. it, but I I I the injury does matter to me. I and mean, that was a serious, serious injury. And look, we learned from Carson Wentz. We can't just say, oh, he'll be fine. You know, I, I need to see him be fine. And um right. and I, I again I, I'm really impressed with Hurts. Like Really, really impressed. All right, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers is 37 years old. So that's one of those, like, impossible to – it would all depend on – if I have a team that I think is built to win a Super Bowl right now, I would definitely take Aaron Rodgers. If I have a team of young guys who's going to be good in three, four years, I'd take Hurts. You know what I mean? Yep, yeah. I think the age plays a huge role. I mean, he's 15 years older. Yeah, Uh, that's substantial. (laughs) Yeah, Joe Burrow. I would still take Burrow, but the injury obviously is a concern because that seems like a pretty bad one too. Yeah, and like we've seen firsthand what it can do. Like we saw what exactly. It did to oh, I'm much more. I'm much more nervous about those type of injury. You know, we used to be like, oh, it's just a torn ACL will be fine. Brady was fine, all that. Like I do think, and particularly for guys who mobility, even if it's pocket mobility, is a part of their game. Like I'm concerned when that happens now more than I used to. Now, I do think Joe Burrow is a far more accurate passer than Carson, and I think had he not been hurt, Joe Burrow would have been like four four or five, maybe even like top three on this list. But I agree that the injury is concerning. All right, Lamar Jackson. I think you still have to take Lamar over Hurts, but I am very – again, Lamar was the MVP last year, but I think I think Hurts is a better passer than Lamar, and I that does make me think on a basic level that I like his prototype better. Um, but I think you still have to say Lamar right now. Yeah, I think you have to take Lamar, but deep down, I think we both. Yeah, like, I'm, uh, think I'm, be I'm a lot Hertz. closer to Hurts than I ever thought I would be. That's for sure. All right, Kyler Murray. I think you still have to take Kyler. I would too, although I was more impressed with Jalen than I, think, I was. With I Kyler. think Hurts outplayed Kyler in that game and, and certainly had a worse supporting cast around him, but I still think you got to take Kyler. But it's close. Again, like, and I think just this list and going through it shows, like, again, how. How impressive Hertz has been in those first two starts. And again, to all the, yes, it's early. Like, we know it's early. Like, yes, it's early. But this is where you get in on a guy. Exactly. You know, like, it, and, and also, yeah. you could just see it. Like, there are certain things. And again, it's a, going back to what I keep saying is when, when you're someone who, when, when the above the shoulder stuff is the most important thing, like, if you believe that, like, there, you can see things, man. You can see things with the way guys yep. carry themselves, the poise, especially as a rookie in the situations they're in. Like, I've just been so impressed. I've been so impressed. Like I, I really think so, like I think injury is is the only thing that is gonna derail him. That's what I think. But I, and so again, the he, level of how great he could be is a separate thing, but in terms of like being a really good NFL quarterback, I think if he stays healthy, he's gonna be one. 
I, I agree. Here, here are the guys I have below him. I'll read through them, and you just stop me if you disagree with one of them, okay? Yes. Uh, Matt, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, uh, Tua, Drew Brees, so Ben I, Roethlisberger. I, 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 Tua, I think you have to disagree with. I think they're close. I mean, again, like he did get benched for that guy like not that long ago. The hip injury right. worries you with Tua. I, Tua's not playing with a lot right now in Miami. I think Tua and Hurts are on a very similar level. Look, if you redrafted today, Tua would still go ahead of Hurts. He would. That's fair. All right. Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, Drew Locke, Jimmy Yeah, we're Garoppolo. good. We're good. We're good. We could All right. Well, I have Carson at 26. So. Which is too low. I think Carson should be higher than that. But regardless, I, he's not above Hurts. I think that's pretty clear. All right. So it sounds like we're in agreement on where Hurts should be. For though. the most part, yeah. I think we kind of nailed it. And look, again, sky's the limit. I really believe that. I'm I'm so impressed. Uh, speaking of yep. which, uh, I got more I want to get to in a sec, but but quickly, um, let's make a pick. Eagles are a two-point favorite in Dallas. I've made it pretty clear. I'm taking the Eagles. I think they win, and I think they win by more than two points. What say you? Hmm. So... I do think they win. I guess I do also think they win more than two points. I, I would say I think they get over 30 points like for the first time this year. I'm going to go 34-28. Boom. Okay. Now, before we get out of here, uh, Christmas spirit and all that fun. And we'll dive more into this in the offseason. This is more of a, a really deep dive in the offseason. But, Elliot, you're an award-winning actor. I know we've like teased this yes. at the end. But, like, what? talk to me. How what happened? How are you an award-winning actor and that I never heard about this years into doing this podcast with you? So I used to do like plays at the local rec center when I was younger. I was in Greece, I was in Guys and Dolls, I was in Wizard of Oz, Get I was in Snow White and Seven here. Dwarves. I could sing some, yeah. some Guys and Dolls tunes for you right now. Well, now you know why I was so into Hamilton, right? It makes more but, sense. But uh sit down, sit down, so, sit down, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. <laughs> sit down. Surprised you weren't. I'm surprised you weren't. I, mean, I acted, many, did you I acted act? when I was younger. Yeah, for sure. All I right, just so, wasn't well, a I wasn't like, you know, all over the city as a star. I just, you know, was in like oh, the school play. So one year I was Pinocchio in a competition. And the one caveat I will give is so it was like a fire prevention competition where the play had to like dictate, like it had to have something about fire prevention <laughs> in it. For, <laughs> So that's the dark secret on how it like wasn't really like a citywide competition, but it was like there was I don't know probably like ten rec centers involved. <laughs> so I I played Peter Pan into fire prevention. Oh, I mean I still remember the lyrics. I'm not gonna sing it, but it was let's just say like. Let's just say don't leave your oily rags out was a big theme <laughs> in the in the Pinocchio in the Pinocchio land. This is so, so awesome. This is amazing. So so one year I was Smee in Peter Pan, like in Smee, for those that know don't know, was like Captain Hook's right hand man. So I won it that year. Had no lines. I didn't even know they gave the award out. I was sitting in the audience and they were like, the pirate with the bird. And I was like, Oh shit, that's me. And so I went up and, and I won. Right? So what so was the award? Like best year, actor or something? It was best actor. They gave one out to a guy and one out to a girl. So wow. best actor, best actress. So you won it with no so, lines? That's incredibly impressive. No Yeah. I, I thank you. And so the next year I was Pinocchio, star of the show. I was confident I was going to win it that year, and I did end up bringing home the trophy. But the funny story is my sister also won it that year, and they did not know we were brother and sister. Oh, so what she a family. Won, she won Best Actress, and I won Best Actor. Wow. And so so my parents listened to the pod, and they were like, you definitely didn't get trophies for it. And I was like, I definitely did. And I have a trophy that's a little fireman that <laughs> says, like, Best Actor. <laughs> but the second year, I didn't get a trophy and so I I got like a, a fire detector thing and I wrote best actor on it. So I have two trophies. <laughs> One of them I, however, made on my own. Oh, that is so great. Oh, that is so yeah. perfect. Oh. Well, in the last funny story from like my acting career is in Greece, I was I wasn't like one of the main characters. I was like uh, one of the T-Birds, I think, if they were called, if I remember correctly. But my sister was Frenchie, who was like one of the main oh, characters. Of course. I know Greece well. I Frenchie took her sings to prom. Beauty School Dropout. 
Or no, wait. She well, doesn't. she doesn't. She's sing the. It. She's someone, the. Yeah, she's someone sings it to her. Excuse me. Thank. Correct. You. Yeah. But so in the play, I just so happened to be the guy that is Frenchie's boyfriend. <laughs> no, in the, that's awkward. The script. Yeah. So I like took my sister to prom in the play. <laughs> I so. took my sister to prom. Cut that audio right there. Yeah, I was gonna say like just to be clear <laughs> in the play. Oh, this is so yeah. great. I had no idea. We're going to have to, uh, we're going to explore this. We're going to figure out the best things that, that we could do with this. I'll try to find like some audio. Yes, be fun. please. You hear, like, My voice sounds even lightning, higher. Go yeah. Grease Lightning. Oh, man. I mean, I love the soundtrack still. No, to me this too. Day. Like, Grease is a great. Summer Lovin'. Great, summer yeah. Lovin' is a straight banger. What a song. I actually think it's better than the main song from that. Like, I guess you would, I don't know if you would consider Grease Lightning the main song, but I think well, it's better than that. I think and Summer Lovin's better the, than the one at the end. The one at the end, which is, a lot of people don't know this, and Elliot and I being a theater man, we know this. Uh, the, the song at the end of Grease is different from the one in the movie. In the movie with Olivia Newton-John, it's the, you know, you're the one that I want, who, who, the one yeah. for, who, 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 honey. That is not in the honey. play. Yep. That is not in the play. There is a song in the play yeah. sang by Danny Zuko at the end, that is a different song, and it's killer. I gotta remember. Hold on, it's like um, something about like shook up or some. Oh, how's it go? Anyway, it's a completely well, different so song. In the play, we did use that. In the play, uh, the play I was in. Well, that's di- that's movie. very so, disappointing, Elliot. Very remember, disappointing. Remember the hand jive too. Of course, that I can do the hand jive yeah. right now. Go yeah, I mean, on I, to I hand jive, baby. Yeah. yeah. So bon. you get a nice little look at my childhood. Hold on, I'm looking this up real quick so I can remember the song. Um. Okay. Well, I guess it wouldn't be on the album soundtrack. No, no, no. I'm looking at the um the original Broadway play. Oh no, this is the movie. Look at you. See, Grease. I'm looking for the original Broadway play, Elliot, and I get the movie. Hold on. Well, but the movie is better than the play. Like our our movie that I was in. I mean, the play I was in was based off the movie. Okay, here it is. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, no. Again, it's still it's still the movie. Another. I can't get away another from underrated, that. Another underrated banger from Greece, uh, Stranded at the Drive-In, is very good. Oh, Stranded uh, at the Drive-In is a great song. Yes, and Hopelessly Devoted to You was also super good. Can't sing that one as well, devoted. <laughs> yeah. You can. I like you that. Can, um, we go together like... That's a good one. So that's the one I think that actually is... After the, it is at the end of the movie. It's like the uh, they do the the one you mentioned, and then that, if I remember correctly. All choked They're up. Like back. I said shook up. It's called All Choked Up. Is the song okay in the in the? In I'm gonna the watch Grease tonight. I've been on a real Christmas movie kick. I but love maybe it. maybe can't go wrong with Grease. Can't go wrong with Grease. Yeah. All right, we'll get more into this. This is a preview for the off season. We're gonna get way more into Elliot's acting. We're gonna get into a little chess. Turns out Elliot and I both played chess as kids. We never knew. Yes. Maybe a, uh, I was going to say like stream a chess game, but I don't think that sounds fun at all. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I think people would enjoy that, hey, especially man, when they it's realize the year of the Queen's Gambit, Elliot. Good. Come on, chess is yeah. big again. Um, all right, sure. so we'll get more into this. It's just a tease, a taste, as they say. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Well, this is the last time we will talk to the good people, at least on the Eagle centric pod, because there will be no Go Birds radio unfortunately. So I guess just everyone a Merry Christmas. Enjoy the week. It is going to rain on Christmas Eve. Everybody out there, try not to let that ruin your Christmas. Still enjoy. <laughs> and uh, I think we'll be having a victory pod on Sunday uh, Sunday evening. That is correct. We'll be back Sunday evening uh, with the pod. Uh, Parks Picks Pod will be out tomorrow. Uh, and then um, we will not be on Saturday, but then we'll be back the following Saturday. And we'll still be back with our post-game show and pods next week heading into the new year and all that. But um, Happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas if that's what you celebrate. Um, we, I know that I speak for Elliot when I say that that um, this podcast is literally nothing without you, without you guys listening and being involved and being yes. a part of it. Like we don't do it without you. We couldn't do it without you. So um, very grateful for, for everyone who listens, who interacts, who reviews. Rate and review the podcast. It means a lot. Five stars only. Please, if you want to see it. Been a little slow on the reviews, if I'm being quite honest. Let's get some more. We want to take the SAT. So get some reviews in. Yeah. Uh, Make it a Christmas present to to us. How about that? Um, That would be a great Christmas present. Come on. It's it's free. You can't beat that. Um, So, but again, uh, happy holidays to everyone. Thank you so much for for being with us this year. And 
Um, Parks Picks by tomorrow. We'll be back on uh, Sunday after the game, and uh, we'll keep on rolling. So, uh, again, thank you to everyone. We literally could not do without you. He's Elliot. I'm James. We'll talk to you guys later.